Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney and I am so happy to have, of course, my favorite, your favorite, Ashley LeBlanc, my executive vice president here back with me. And she is always good for an amazing chat about what we do every day. And we love being on the podcast together. So I'll leave it at that. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for having me again. This is always my favorite. We need to figure out how do we how do we do more of this? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have a lot of other issues of things we need to do more of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do see each other on the road quite a bit. Um, Ashley now lives in uh, California. I'm still back here in uh, in uh, the Midwest, and so we use all of the conference strategy as an excuse to see each other and eat good food. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our priorities. Well, and drink good wine. Yeah, yeah. That's included in the food, in my mind. They go together. You can't have one without the other. No, and I was so excited to see you the last time we were in New York that I did order, as you know, a bottle of, of Clicquot Rose, uh, Rosé. So, you know, that's how much I love you, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sorry that there is no Vov Clicquot coming with this particular podcast episode, but we invite you to go pour yourself a glass and sit down and enjoy because we are going to talk about digital ad strategies and whether or not they're worth the spend. And people ask Ashley and I this question all the time, specifically because they're a little bit surprised sometimes, I I might say, Ashley, that we're even talking about digital ad spend because they kind of backpedal and say, wait, 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 aren't you guys a digital content marketing firm that specializes in lead generation in an organic way? And that is true. It is absolutely this long-term goal to earn your media, but it is an incredibly noisy market out there. And we also get tasked with some quicker wins for clients. But what are some other things that people talk to you about, about why we would couple some digital ad strategy with our long-term plans? Yeah. So our long-term content plan is always centered around SEO. If you search engine optimization, if you've done any work with SEO, you know, it takes time. Building authority with Google takes time. And so we develop these big strategies to really uh, support and uh, grow your, your SEO, but digital ads can be a great support system. Meaning They can get us quick wins for lead generation, quick wins in brand awareness. And if we're using a similar keyword strategy, they can help us make strides towards the keywords we want to rank for a little bit quicker than just playing the long game of SEO. Right. And as with anything, you and I don't come out of the gate and say, oh, you need to have this. Like, we don't know. We sit and listen to clients and say, well, tell us about what you already have. Tell us about what's worked in the past. Tell us about where you're frustrated. Tell us about what assets you have. You know, case in point, some clients come to us, they don't have any assets and we're starting from the beginning. That's going to be a very long haul, people. (laughs) You know, a very good haul. And the nice thing that people don't think about always is if you do take that long haul and you make those significant ones, they're very hard to take away from you. Someone can't come in and just blow an ad budget and then take that organic you know, earned media away from you. But this is a crazy balancing act. And I think you and I constantly are saying to people, you know, listen, no two businesses are the same. And so because of that, we're going to stop. We're not going to make an assumption. We're going to listen to what you need. And then we're going to come around and make a recommendation. And so 
you know, I'm even thinking, you know, Ashley, of our list of clients that we work with right now. This one, we have only organic. This one, we have a blend. This one, we we did projects that are only digital admin. And it's just, you know, there's something different all the time. I really do love that about our approach because it's not about putting our ideas forward. It's about thinking about the marketing goals of our clients. But I will say before we kind of launch into a couple of our ideas, and I'll hear from you first, but I will say proper budgeting is an issue Mm. that immediately comes up. And some people have a number in their mind, like, I only want to spend a thousand or I only want to spend 30,000. And I know that probably sounds crazy to people, but these businesses are that different. And so they have a number in mind, but I never want to start with a number in mind. I want to know what your goals are. And then I will let you know, based on research, (laughs) what the proper budget is so that we can make a media plan. Because otherwise, if you underspend, it's a total waste. And if you overspend, it's a total waste. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. It all comes down to an assessment. You have to think, where are your most ideal personas, buzzword, (laughs) little bird marketing, where are their eyes? And is it going to be worth the spend to, to actually spend ad dollars trying to reach them through that, through that avenue. The, the answer is not always yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I asked Ashley to join me. I said, look, why don't we come up with four reasons that we think digital ads are worth the spend? So I came up with two. She came up with two. We're just going to share our ideas and we might have some overlap in here, but this is what we like to do. We like to talk shop and we like to hear from you. So if you have something you want to add to us, please make sure that you, you know, send us emails. We're so easy to find, but also we'd like for you to hear us talk through some of the dilemma or some of the overlap. So why don't you start with what you've got, Ash? I'm going to kick us off with a little bit of an obvious one, but sometimes it's the obvious things that are the most impactful. And I just want to say my first kind of persuasion here is the internet's not going anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) And in reality, our ideal buyers are only becoming more tech savvy. Not only that, but the market is getting noisier. You said that earlier. So we are fighting for people's eyeballs. I mean, the presence of technology is only going to continue to grow. And honestly, rest in peace to the days where newspaper ads were the only form of advertising. Now we have social media platforms. We have search platforms. I know you're thinking Google, but let's not forget about Bing. Bing is still out there. (laughs) People still use it, believe it or not. So true. It's true. (laughs) We have so many, we have uh, streaming services. We have, you know, Spotify music services. There are so many places now where you can run digital ads that are, that's beyond what we were limited to in the past. So if you want to keep up with our tech-driven consumers, which we pretty much all have them, we're going to have to take the leap in one way or another, at least do an audit of if it's worth it for us. Mm -hmm. So it should be something you're considering, especially if your ideal consumer is technology-driven. Right, right. Or if your product is technology driven, which is kind of interesting, you know, I I like to evaluate both of those things. Okay, so backtrack one second. I can't wait till Frankie is old enough to say, Mommy, what is a newspaper? (laughs) (laughs) Let's pray that day never happens. (laughs) Right. Okay, so the second thing, so what what I'm going to bring to the table is a little bit of a, a discussion about your competitor. 
And a lot of times people come to us and they're, and they're very fixated on their goals. And that's great. I want to hear all about their goals. But before I can, you know, give them advice, yeah, we've got to do the audit and understand where they could win, like who's their target audience. And, you know, we need to go through a whole process of testing ads and everything else. But before I do anything and do a final sign off on proposing a particular spend, I want to look at what their competitors are doing. Because if their competitors are blowing them out of the water, we may spend, spend and not be heard. Or if, you know, conversely, if their competitors are completely, you know, going quiet, we have a major opportunity and we may want to strike while the iron's hot before they wake up to what's going on. I'm going to bring back a really old, old, old uh, client that I had. I used to work, gosh, I think eight or nine years ago for a chocolate company. It was wonderful. <laughs> but they came to me and they wanted to own chocolate covered strawberries. And so they were like, look, this is, they gave me the X amount. This is our budget. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. I could take your money, but it may not be good. And I went through the whole spiel. And I'm like, this is what it costs to do the research. And we'll do the asset, the asset audit. We'll do the SEO audit. We'll do a competitor audit, everything else. And then I'll let you know, you know, can you own this and, and for how much? So he's like, no, nah, I don't want to pay for that. And, I, you know, this was uh, earlier in my career. I'm like, why don't I do the research? And then if you think it's worth it, then you can pay me for it. <laughs> I don't say that anymore, just so we're clear. <laughs> but I have a lot of, you know, use case studies to show people that no, that nothing doesn't need to happen. But I basically, you know, told them I went out and looked and actually Sherry's Berries, which is owned by Pro Flowers, was spending over $2,500 a day to own chocolate covered strawberries as a keyword. And so unless he was willing to spend more than $2,500 per day, he wasn't going to be able to own that keyword. And so I came back to him and I said, you know, I have an idea. Why don't you give me your top sellers from number one down to number five, and then give me a second list from number one, the most profitable. So highest profit margin product that you have from number one to number five. Let me cross-reference those and let me find out where there's some opportunity in the market where you could own, you know, something for less money. And sure enough, I went out there and this particular chocolatier is known for their English toffee. I mean, it's a big freaking deal. And it turned out at the time that I was doing this, there was not 10 cents being spent a day in the U.S. for the words English toffee. Wow. And I was like, here's a spending plan that we could do. <laughs> you know, that's the reality of looking at what your competitor is doing. Otherwise, you can make a big mistake. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Searching for a research partner to handle the details of your next qualitative project? When we say fieldwork can handle it all, we mean it. From world-class facilities to low-incidence recruitment, their team of experts handles the details so you can stay focused on the research. Say goodbye to traditional focus group rooms and recruitment tactics. As market research has grown from the standard focus group to incorporate other innovative methodologies and technologies, fieldwork has expanded along with it. With facilities nationwide and sophisticated global recruitment services, their detail-oriented staff partners with you to achieve great insights. Focus on the research. Fieldwork will do the rest. And that's so important, too, because if we're thinking about our strategy there are going to be expensive keywords that are that you will want to spend a lot of money to own. We understand that. But our specialty, and if you're doing an audit yourself, should be where is the opportunity. I love 
that word. I love that word so much. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we use acronyms. We'll use CAC, you know, which is CAC, the customer acquisition cost. And I know a lot of people get tripped up on that and like really honed in on it. And it is important, very important. But we also need to remember that we can't go into the discussion about CAC with our own money concept without really thinking about the big picture. So for example, we have clients who sell, you know, maybe they're trying to get someone in for a $75 appointment. And, you know, we can't spend very much to get a new client in for that. But we have clients who sell, you know, $350,000 sample projects. <laughs> so if I got, you know, if I spent $1,800 capturing this really highly qualified lead, that's a very different CAC but very worth it. And so it really is about, you know, understanding the the ecosystem of that particular client. That's like the perfect segue to my next <laughs> point. Which, this is why we're so good. No, it's <laughs> Let me just tee you up. <laughs> this is magic. But I kind of teased it earlier in our intro, but the an, another reason that digital ads can be totally worth the spend is they can help you reach your goals. So whether that is uh, brand exposure, whether that is you launch a new product and you want to put that in front of the eyes of your consumer instantly, if that's you want to break into a new market, a, a new competitive market, right? There are We have all of these goals, lead gen, sales, ads can support our goals. We want to make sure we don't get this backwards, right? Some people just think they need to do ads right out the gate. So it's the first thing they do and ads aren't supporting their long-term content strategy. And that's where I tend to see things get a little messy because you're spending money. You don't really have a goal in mind. You're just hoping you make that next sale. But if your ads are not supporting that long-term content strategy, you're really not going to see the big benefit there. So they can definitely help you reach your goals. And the amount of detailed targeting that you can do between social media, Google, you name it, it can be kind of creepy, let's admit it, but there is so much power behind getting the right product or service in front of the right audience. I can tell you right now, I am in advertising, I am in marketing, and I am never mad when I see an ad on my phone or on my computer that actually solves a problem for me. Great. My iPhone can be listening to me. I don't mind. If it's going to help me solve my problems, then it just made my life that much easier. But if we don't dial into that detailed targeting to help us reach our goals, we will miss that and we will spend money because believe me, these platforms will take your money. They'll run with them and they will spend your money and you will get no results from it. So it has to be in alignment with your overall goals. Okay, that was a really good one. And I just want to hone in on one piece of it. So it, you know, maybe so it sounds like it's really my idea, but it was yours. (laughs) I'm just joking. But I love what you're saying there. And I think there's something deeper to it. You're talking about like, if we want to scale up, like we want to move a little faster, but I'm going to just underline something you said, because I think it's so important. And that is if you go out and you say, okay, great, I do want to scale up and you don't have the backup system that then catches the leads and nurtures them, then you are just out there spinning and it's a one-off kind of thing. But that, you know, I think that's what you're saying is that 
you know, the spend has to be embedded in the strategy. And that is why it is so important for us to have then the follow-up emails in place and the right, you know, web, it does the website look right when you get there? Is the landing page working? Is the video beautiful? Is it engaging? You know, is this going to actually bring us all the way through to the end of the most positive result? Exactly. Well, it was a great idea, actually. I just wanted to tack on because you know, we could both be smart. Okay, so the last one I wanted to bring was about brand awareness. Now, we do have some companies come to us who are brand new, and that's interesting. But more often than not, we have brands that come to us because they're stuck. So they got going, they got doing a good job, and then it all was like, build, 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 plateau, <laughs> right? And so they feel like they got a little recognition at the beginning, but now so many new players have entered the market and they don't have any brand awareness. And that almost seems opposite to them. They're like, well, we should have not had any brand awareness at the very beginning, but now we're not expecting to not have brand awareness. But now they find themselves in an industry and nobody knows who they are. And that is a function of them moving into kind of the next era, next phase of their business. So we constantly work with brands that are stuck, right? So when you are stuck, yes, you have to have the, what Ashley talked about, like, let's, let's do a quick scale up, which is digital ads, but we need to make sure that we have the long term, you know, earned media happening underneath it. So it can catch up and people can't take it away from us. And then like what she said, then, you know, you have to have a system there ready to nurture it. But I would say there are times that call for massive brand awareness. And it is hard to connect that to ROI, right? And so people don't like to hear that from me, especially when we're a very data-driven marketing agency. You want to say, yeah, show me how this one goes to a lead and converts to exactly to a sale. Okay, well, we can do that with some, but there is a real purpose also for brand awareness and top of mind. And then this digital age, people are on the internet and they need to see your brand 12, 13, 14 times for it to really make a connection for them. And so in that way, sometimes things are a numbers game and that's where digital ad strategy can help. So reaching people, reaching the right people, like we said, not just like throwing money at like, well, we had a million you know, mm -hmm. views. <laughs> On the other hand, a million views to my exact niche audience it's no secret. We work with tons of market research firms, right? And people who serve the market research area. So in this industry, it's kind of a small little world. If you got a million views in that small little world, wouldn't that be a good thing? <laughs> you know, it would be amazing, right? And so we want people to have that brand recognition because then when you do get the chance where they are ready and they're receptive and they see something that speaks in a message that really has been detailed based on the persona then they have that trust. And it's actually even what we know about behavioral science. They don't even really know why they trust that brand, but they've seen it so many times. And now you could make that connection. One other thing I would consider here too, and this is even something you and I have talked about internally is like, how long is your sales cycle, right? Because although we're talking about a quote unquote, quick win or brand awareness, we may have products or services that can be sold on a tight timeline, but brand awareness can help us build on those sales cycles or, or even speed up those sales cycles that typically take maybe six months, eight months, a year, right? Because we 
sure, you're interacting with these people live and in person. Maybe you're rubbing shoulders with them at, at industry events, but it never hurts for them to see you in person and then go online and feel like, man, I just can't get away from fill in the blank, right? Priscilla mm-hmm. said it earlier. They have to see your name. They have to see your brand, not only multiple times, but in multiple ways too. That's really important. I love it. Well, you can hear the wrap up from us is that we do think that digital ads are worth the spend if they are done within strategy, if they are done with purpose, and if they're done with our favorite thing, which is persona development. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you can go on our littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash resources page. We have so many freebies there for you and get a good idea of what is the next step for you. Maybe your company is stuck and there are some things you might be able to do to unstuck yourself. And we have given a lot of free advice out there. And our blog obviously has a lot. Go check, you know, archives of our podcast. Ashley and I are always talking about interesting ideas and, you know, talking shop. And we hope that's helpful to you. But when you get to that point and you think, you know what, it's time for the professionals to come in, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you're trying to achieve, what you've tried in the past and how we might be able to help you. So from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.